welcome to Blooming Out, Indiana's only LGBTQ news and public affairs show featuring music, events, and interviews, both local and global. From the WFHB studios in Bloomington, Indiana, this is Blooming Out. Good evening and welcome to Blooming Out on WFHB. I'm Sarah Hetrick, the associate producer. On tonight's episode of Blooming Out, Sarah and I will be discussing the past, present, and future of the show. And of course, we will have your weekly LGBTQ plus news headlines, the area's LGBTQ event calendar, and our featured music. Sarah, happy 2017 to you and our listeners. And I am so happy to be back on the air, and we are working on a great 2017 season of Blooming Out for you. And uh, we we really want to take some time talking about our past, present, and future. You know, 2016 was was definitely a whirlwind with, with many changes, not only around the world, but here on the show. And I want to spend some time focusing on uh, what we've done right, what we could have done better. Um, and think of this as... as our show's New Year's resolution. Mm -hmm. Definitely starting off 2017 strong. Um, We have a lot of good stuff to talk about this year. And and one of my goals, um, I've been trying for the last couple of years to uh, get the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, Mayor Mayor Pete, and I'm not even going to attempt his last name (laughs) because it's too hard to say, uh, on the show. He is is a gay man who is is out in South Bend, which is surprising uh, for that area. And uh, breaking news as of today, uh, Mayor Pete is running for uh, the chairperson uh, as the chairperson of the Democratic National Committee. Uh, that's pretty big deal. That is a very big deal. Um, yeah, I, I've actually gotten an opportunity to see uh, Mayor Pete speak a few times. And I mean, from what, you know, what I've seen him say about South Bend, he really does care about about that area and he really does care about people. So I think that's a very... I think that'll be a, g- a good chance for him. I think that'll be a very, a very potentially fitting position for him. He has the type of uh, charismatic <laughs> attitude uh, that can only uh, promote the Democratic Party in in my mind. And uh, watching how he has transformed South Bend over the course of the last four years is pretty impressive. And hopefully, he can do the same for the Democratic Party as well. Um, that is just one of, of a lot of things and, and a lot of people who we want to get in um, on the show. And let's tell you a little bit about Blooming Out. Blooming Out started in the fall of 2003 as a way for the LGBT community to have a voice in the Midwest. As one of the only LGBT radio shows in this neck of the woods, we pride ourselves in giving you a weekly look at how the LGBT community exists in Bloomington and around the world. Blooming Out would not exist if it weren't for the original producer, Carol Fisher, or her partner, then-host Helen Harrell. They had many wonderful interviews and segments over the course of their 10-plus year run on the show. Uh, Here in 2014, so just a couple of years ago, Olivia Davidson took over as producer, and Blooming Out made a comeback uh, after being on hiatus for just a little while. With new voices in Jeff Jewell, Jeff Pulling, and myself, uh, new guests were brought in, uh, some some new and old guests were brought in and I think we can only do better from there, Sarah. I think so. I think that, uh, you know, 2017 is going to be a big year for, for a lot of people. It's going to be a very important year when, when blooming out really kind of has to, has to stay around. It has to stay relevant. We have to stay active. I think that 
this show now more than ever in 2017 with what people are facing and and what has happened within the past six seven months past year past many many years i think that this is going to be a very pivotal year for blooming out i agree ryan i have sat here all day um reading a lot of uh uh, stuff uh, coming from those who supported um, President-elect Trump, uh, and and it's been it's been some nasty commentary lately uh, about how um, I can't wait to stomp your face into the ground because it's you know you can do that now. That's that's the rhetoric that's coming out of out of some people's mouths. Mm-hmm. Now, definitely not every everyone's, but there are some people who think that, and and think that it's okay to do that. Um, because they want to squash the liberal resistance, so to speak. Uh, well, you know, um, there has never been a better time for Blooming Out to exist than right now. We need to have a community voice. Uh, that's exactly what Blooming Out was created for, was to give the GLBT community a voice and put it out on airways. And I'm excited to do my part and our part of ensuring that uh, the community is aware of situations, is aware of um, the latest news, is aware of anything that they need to know in order to, uh, in order for us to, um, to kind of move on and move past what we are facing right now. And I think a big thing also, you know, uh, I I don't identify as LGBT. I'm actually an ally to the community. So I think that. For allies now more than ever, it's also it's incredibly important to be aware of what's happening and how we can empathize with with people that may be under attack or maybe facing a very I, dire is sounds very dramatic, but you know, with people making claims of of beating people physically or or making physical advancements. I think that the ally community also has a, a big part to play in, in kind of keeping the awareness and kind of standing together with, with the LGBTQ community in this area, especially. And I think the blooming out is a really great way to kind of get a lot of a lot of airtime for, for ways that people can can be allies and be advocates for the community. Definitely. You know, just today, um, I was being a silly keyboard warrior and uh, uh, I, I got attacked and um, it was it was vicious, uh, and uh, I I don't want our children growing up in a in a hateful world. Mm-hmm. And essentially, uh, blooming out has existed for fourteen years, and over the course of the fourteen of, of of the last fourteen years, um, it has our social world has seen such a large change from don't ask don't tell being repealed to. Mm-hmm. Um, to LGBT citizens being able to marry, to uh, to uh, military members being able to um, out uh, serve out mm-hmm. uh, while they're out, it, it is a big deal. And uh, no matter what happens over the course of the next four years, we must, as a community, keep progressing. We must, as a community, gain more allies, and we must as a community, uh, be here for one another and serve to inform one another of things that, uh, of, of things that are important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it, I mean, as we've been stressing this whole time, it is, it is important now more than ever, you know, you mean after the, the show itself is, is pretty groundbreaking. You know, we're still the only LGBTQ plus radio talk show in Indiana. In so Indiana, exactly. we, 
kind of have a responsibility to, to stay with the community that we've gathered of listeners, of people around the area down here in South Central Indiana, and, and, and all of our listeners globally just kind of keep 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 doing what we're doing, you know, keeping keeping the voice on the airwaves, keeping people informed, keeping people aware of how how they can help one another, but also of of things that maybe news stories and, and events that that could really affect a lot of LGBTQ people and allies in terms of in terms of their rights and in terms of, of how they're able to kind of continue. And I think that, you know, now more than ever, season 14 is kind of really going to be a very, a very galvanizing year for us and uh, kind of keeping us on the air. Definitely. In, in previous seasons, we've had mayoral candidates on the show. Um, you know, uh, we had the Republican, I'm going to put that in quotes, candidate on the show, um, very supportive of the LGBT community. Um, we, we've had uh, everybody running in the primary at the time on the show. Mm. Uh, we had YouTube sensations such, such as Ryan Casada and the fitness marshal, um, along with those who are making waves in the medical field, such as Jack and Andraka. Uh, and Draca, sorry, Jack, for butchering your name, um, <laughs> who is a world-renowned teenager, uh, who is a who was a world-renowned teenager at the time, and he's now making waves at Stanford. Um, he's he's made a comment that he's ready to come back on the show, and it's probably time to do an update with him. Absolutely, yeah, I think it's been some time. Yeah, it's it's been about two years. And we've had famous comedians such as Suzanne Westenhofer on the show, and not to mention our interview with Summerfest performer Sinclair. So uh, those are some big names that we have had uh, just in the past few years here on the show. Um, but uh, we don't want to lose focus of what we, we, we're here for as well, mm-hmm. and that's uh, featuring our community partners um, and our community resources like Bloomington Pride and Spencer Pride, uh, the Corey Lenz Men Chorus, Prism Youth Community, and so many others. Um, we we want to bring you the latest news, community news, and that's important. But uh, also this year, uh, we're going to focus on national things and make sure that our listeners definitely not know not only what's going on here in Bloomington, but in the United States and the world as a whole. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so in, so in, so important to uh, to note there. In our fourteenth ex- season, uh, we expect to have many of our great community partners on board once again, uh, but want to take the, make the show as dynamic as possible. You may hear some familiar voices. Uh, however, this year we plan on featuring voices that you may n- have never heard, uh, such as Mayor Pete. And I'm excited to get Mayor Pete on this show. I'm going to work my hardest to do it. I really, I really think that would be a, a really great thing. You know, I mean, even you know South Bend being four hours away, like there are still communities up there that 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 need people like like an, an actively out mayor who who has been out for quite a while mm-hmm. um you know we we still need to kind of have those people on and i think that you know any reach you know from 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 bloomington to to south bend to to lytic to Lagodi to kentucky to to wherever we can reach i mean even you know having having guests like that is, is really impactful i think we can make a big difference here you know and speaking of making a big difference, uh, just getting uh, new voices on and and uh, having somebody hear somebody for the first time uh, that maybe they know and didn't know was gay that's that's huge, mm-hmm. um, and and it's so important to think of 
of people who need to have this in our lives. We are supporting PRISM Youth Community, where we've spoken with them quite a few times, and, and I, I expect that we will continue to do so. Uh, we've got to think of what's been going on in our local school system um, with, with uh, Bloomington North and uh, along, you know, Bloomington North, the uh, stuff going on there. Yeah, recently, especially. So there is so much to talk about this year. And with that uh, comment there, uh, we're actually going to move into our first music break of the evening. Wow, we really just lost so much time talking about our big plans for 2017. It's kind of crazy how much time we lost just now. I know. Um, Well, uh, moving into that first music break, uh, tonight's music features some of the biggest country music artists who have come out. One of the first well-known country artists to come out was Shelley Wright, who revealed her sexuality in 2010. Quote, I actually decided to come out of the closet in 2007, Wright told Billboard in an interview. She said, it took me three years to get everything together the way that I wanted it. I did start to imagine that I would have a full, balanced, and normal life. Had you told me in 2006 where I would be in 2016, I would not have believed you, but I did have plans to have the life that I wanted to. Her album, I Am The Rain, released in 2016, was shaped in part by her coming out story. Slate reports the, ti- the album's opening song, Inside, is actually a lullaby she wrote for herself as she prepared to come out publicly. Wright married Sony Music's director of marketing, Lauren Blitzer, in 2011. They have twin boys together. So our first music break this evening will feature Shelley Wright with her song, Inside.
That was Shelley Wright with Inside here on Blooming Out on WFHB. And for the second part um, of our show, I want to talk a little bit about how progressive of a city Bloomington is. Uh, We have a lot of work for uh, being in uh, the middle, well, actually the southern, (laughs) south central uh, Indiana. Um, Bloomington is seen as one of the, maybe one of, if not the most progressive city in the state of Indiana. Uh, and in the Midwest. But how true is that? And that's something that uh, I'm looking forward to reviewing in the upcoming uh, in the upcoming year. Uh, one of the reasons that this really uh, this really come up is is uh, and it is because um, I was in a discussion today uh, with somebody about uh, people of color having issues uh, and, and specifically gay people of color having issues in Bloomington. Uh, this isn't the first time that that's been, that that issue has been um, raised to me. Uh, I was at a conference in Indianapolis for work at one point, and uh, the, the issue uh, come up that uh, Bloomington isn't as diverse as people in Bloomington like to think Bloomington is. Uh, that's hard to, to say being the producer of, of uh, Indiana's only LGBT uh, radio program. Where else in the state of Indiana uh, would you find the ability to hop on a radio station and, and be able to tell your community story? Uh, there aren't too many of those that, that are open to doing so in Indiana. And you look at Indianapolis and it's the same for them. But then you look at the fact that here we are in Bloomington and, and yet uh, we have one of the largest gay uh, populations per capita, but we only have one gay bar. So is Bloomington as progressive as people want to believe? 
Well, this is a very interesting and honestly, it kind of gives me a mixed feeling um, because I, uh, I, I've lived in Bloomington as a student and I've lived here as a resident um, about the same length of time, honestly, for each. So I feel like I've kind of gotten an experience. Um, I don't know. I think a big, a big term that kind of got thrown out after the election was this concept of the bubble. Um, people say that people that lives in cities are bubble. And we saw that with how the election turned out and people kind of felt that uh, the bigger cities were bubbles and that uh, we, you know, we were bigger cities were so certain that one candidate was going to win over the other. But then when the election turned out, however, it did turn out, people still said that people in bigger cities lived in a bubble. And so they, they felt like, I don't know. I'm trying, trying to think of how to word this. I'm following along with what yeah. you're saying. So, um, I don't know. I think that um, I came from a, a very rural area. Um, I grew up in the middle of nowhere. I um, and wasn't very familiar with Bloomington itself. I came down here for university, and that's about it. I didn't know anything about the people, the other people that came here, like how how diverse the area was, how the LGBTQ plus population was, and how many people there were, or anything like that. I came to Bloomington from a rural area, and so, you know, when you're a student and you're attending the university, you have this very aggrandized idea of, of how the city presents itself because you're you're in the the bubble of the university, mm -hmm. and you're kind of in this context of, of I use, you know, I use culture and inclusivity and, and all these groups for different, for different communities and different people, but when you kind of fade away from that when I when I when I graduated from school a few years ago and you just kind of live in the space and you you feel kind of removed and you kind of you know lose the the infatuation you had with the collegiate experience mm -hmm. the infatuation you had with the, you know the inclusivity that the university kind of created for you in that specific environment so I I think that for the most part, you know, being from a rural area and then coming to Bloomington outside of that bubble, Bloomington is is another small town in Indiana. And we have the same issues as a lot of other small towns in Indiana. And um, that was my first impression when we talked about this earlier. Not to knock on Bedford any, but uh, I'm going to. I'm just going to use them in comparison. Um, the person that I was talking to earlier outside of you uh, used this as a comparison, and I thought it was a great comparison just to make some, some people think uh, how this goes, uh, especially for people of color. Um, think of yourself as one of six gay people in Bedford, one of only six gay people. That is how uh, people of color feel um, in the gay community in Bloomington. And this is a known issue. It has been known uh, for at, at, at least the last two years when I was at the conference in, in, um, in Indy uh, and that issue came up. Uh, I was sitting there just astonished because I had lived in this Bloomington bubble. But then as I start looking at the numbers um, of people of color that even go to IU, that, that number dwindles. Mm -hmm. um, and in comparison to IUPUI, it's it's significant. It's a significant number. It's mm -hmm. an, it's not a minuscule number by any means. 
Um, so I can definitely see why somebody, uh, especially a gay person of color specifically, may not want to come to Indiana University or Bloomington. But is that uh, a part of a larger culture uh, that we have created? Is that a part of a bubble that we've created? What happened to create this? And that's what I'm hoping to explore over the course of, of this next year and try to get down to the bottom of this and what we have done uh, to do this. Mm-hmm. And I think a, a big focus of this year, you know, we 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 would like to kind of not explore, but I think that a big a big thing we want to make bigger and we want to make louder and we want to bring more attention to is intersectionality because intersectionality is as wide as the spectrum itself. Mm-hmm. You know, there can be people of color, there can be there can be people that are not of color, but the fact is that intersectionality encompasses the whole idea. And I think that there's not a lot of discussion about intersectionality in Bloomington. You know, we, we do have a very, you know, it's, it's Indiana and, uh, you know, you said the population for, for people of color and also people of color who are LGBTQ in Bloomington is, is very small. And I think that one, one way that we can bring these issues to discussion is, is talking to people who are people of color, but all, mm-hmm. also LGBTQ. I mean, however they identify, but I think that the big issue that, I, I feel like we should touch on a lot more this year is intersectionality. And I think that that's going to hopefully bring to light a lot of issues that people are facing in this community. Hopefully, you know, not just as as LGBTQ people, but also people of color when they aren't necessarily in the dialogue. Absolutely. And I go back and I rack my mind over people who we've had on the show. Um, and, and uh, you know, we've had... We've had two uh, people of color at co-hosts, mm-hmm. but we really haven't interviewed anybody. Mm-hmm. And that's a fault of uh, myself, of course. I'm looking at myself in the mirror, and I know it's my fault. Uh, but is it in the back of my head that it's my fault? No, 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 no. You know, it's it's something that I've overlooked, and it's because... I am in this bubble that exists that um, these issues don't come up too often. And that's sad. Yeah. Because uh, we are LGBTQ plus people and we're all in this together and we need to have every single one of those voices Mm -hmm. heard. So uh, it is definitely my goal. And also there was a study done recently about the net migration out of Indiana And, you know, this definitely affects us here in Bloomington as we see many leave when they finish college. Uh, Lafayette with Purdue. Excuse you. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Has seemed to remedy uh, the brain drain that they have uh, or that they had previously uh, by providing their community with more jobs and resources. Uh, However, what is it, you know, what is it like to be here in jobs here as both LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. and or a person of color. Um, are we providing enough opportunities for people, no matter what they identify as? I, I would say yes, LGBTQ definitely, but uh, people of color are just as important in this conversation as well. Mm-hmm. How do we stimmy uh, the 
the drain of anybody who identifies as different than white and mostly male from Bloomington. What can we do to focus on this uh, in the future? And uh, that's something that I that I definitely look forward um, to uh, to looking at trying to figure out because I think it is so important and it's an important part of our conversation as a community as a whole um, to to look into figure out uh, why we can't attract the talent why we can't keep the talent here in Bloomington that we have um, I was I was really sad to learn uh, that that one of my you know, one a, a dear friend of mine was leaving the community, uh, and and uh, they are a person of color, and um, he's not the first to leave. So uh, it, it is uh, something that's going to be important to me this year, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I think that a big a big idea that we that we should all honestly emphasize this year is the idea of empathy not necessarily sympathy because sympathy involves your interaction with that person i am a white heterosexual cisgender woman i cannot i i cannot say that i've had any sort of experiences with a person of color or even a person that identifies on the on the lgbtq plus spectrum like i i cannot share those experiences i cannot say oh i i know exactly how that feels because i don't and i think that a big major part of of what we're going to accomplish this year in 2017 on this show is to really identify empathy and mm-hmm. how to empathize with people that are feeling marginalized and feeling like they don't have a voice because this this show is for people to have a voice and i think that building empathy with with other people with people that may not have been represented as much previously that feel like they aren't represented as much now really needs to be a building factor for us. So I think that the word of 2017 is empathy and empathize. So I think that we need to kind of start with that. 100%. And, um, you know, one thing that I want to mention, uh, Sarah, is that we have one gay bar in Bloomington and there is rarely anyone in that bar except white people. Um, and, uh, we do have to empathize with that and understand when people come to the Bloomington community uh, that that we uh, we may not be the welcoming city that we like to think we are mm-hmm. at all times, and we've got to make those people feel welcome here, and that's that is uh, so important uh, to me as um, as I've seen many of my uh, many of my friends leave this community uh, LGBTQ people of color. So um, both. And we've got to create those spaces. And and that's uh, something that I look forward to doing here this year. That's all the time Sarah and I have for tonight's discussion. However, we are looking forward to bringing you great content this year to not only help you know what is going on in your our community, but may shed a little light on how love and compassion go a long way towards making a community great. It is now time for our next music break of the evening. Shane McAnally has written and produced songs for Walker Hayes, Casey Musgraves, Kelly Clarkson, Sam Hunt, Kenny Chesney, Reba McIntyre, Jake Owen, Luke Bryan, the band Perry, Lady Antebellum, and Miranda Lambert. The Academy of Country Music named him Songwriter of the Year in 2014. 
McAnally is a frequent collaborator of Casey Musgraves, having co-produced both of her studio albums and co-written most of the songs on them. McAnally came out when he lived in Los Angeles in 2001. He returned to Nashville in 2007 and continued his songwriting career. McAnally married his boyfriend of six years, Michael Baum, in September 2012. The couple welcomed a daughter and a son in December 2012. This song is one he wrote and performed for a benefit album called Keeping It Original for Alive, a celebration of songwriters benefiting Alive Hospice, Volume 1. The Alive Hospice is a Tennessee nonprofit which provides loving care to people with life-threatening illnesses. Here is Somewhere With You by Shane McAnally. You're going out with someone new I'm going out with someone too I won't feel sorry for me I'm getting drunk, but I'd much rather be Somewhere with you, laughing loud on a carnival ride yeah. Driving around on a Saturday night, you made fun of me For singing my song on a hotel room just to turn you on You said, dig me up at 3 a.m. You're fighting with your mom again And I'd go, I'd go, I'd go Somewhere with you Yeah I won't sit outside your house And wait for the lights To go out Call up an ex To rescue me Climb in their bed but I'd much rather sleep Somewhere with you Like we did on the beach last summer When the rain came down And we took cover down in your car Out by the pier You laid me down Whispered in my ear I hate my life Hold on to me Boy, if you ever decide to leave Then I'll go, I'll go, I'll go I can go out every night of the week Can go home with anybody I meet but it's just a temporary high Cause when I close my eyes I'm somewhere with you Somewhere with you If you see me out on the town And it looks like I'm burning it down You won't ask and I won't say my heart I'm always Somewhere with you Laughing loud on a carnival ride yeah. Driving around on a Saturday night You made fun of me For singing my song Got a hotel room just to turn you on You said pick me up at 3am You're fighting with your mom again And I'd go, I'd go, I'd go I can't go out every night of the week Can't go home with anybody I meet but it's just a temporary high Cause when I close my eyes I'm somewhere with you Somewhere with you yeah. I'm somewhere with you
Support for WFHB and Blooming Out comes from The Back Door, downtown Bloomington's queerest bar, dance club, and venue. From live bands and DJs to drag shows and karaoke, there is something for everyone every day of the week. The Back Door is located at 207 South College in the alley behind Atlas Bar, and more information can be found on their Facebook page or online at bckdoor.com. Blooming Out is also supported by the Quarryland Men's Chorus, Bloomington's premier chorus for gay, bi, and trans men and their allies. Auditions are this Monday from 6 to 7.30 p.m. More information can be found at quarryland.org. We introduced you to Grace Thumser a few weeks ago, one of Blooming Out's newest volunteers. As a new year begins, we will look forward to hearing more from Grace in her segment, Trend Spotlight. Tonight, we re-air her first edition. Hello, and welcome to the first installment of our new segment, Trans Spotlight. My name is Grace, and I will be bringing you a dose of trans positivity from around Bloomington and the world. There are many challenges facing the trans community, but we here at Blooming Out want to take this time to free your mind of the pressures and tension and just serve some happy news. And what better time to start up this segment than the tail end of Trans Awareness Month? Make sure to give some love to the trans folks in your life and take a moment to study up on your trans history. So many incredible, influential trans individuals have shaped the nature of our society and the LGBT community, and the internet is full of their stories. First up, we have some tech news. The popular dating and hookup app Tinder has recently added more gender options, including trans and non-binary identities. It has an option for for any identity, even fill-in-the-blank, and allows the user to decide which searches they would like to be included in as the app requires a broader ability to match users. It also allows the user to choose whether or not their gender is displayed on their profile, an important feature for the safety of trans individuals. The app worked with GLAAD and many other queer activists to make the best and safest options available to the public. This is a warmly welcomed update for the queer community and a step in the right direction for modern tech. Next, we have an exciting update for trans representation in media. Transgender Talent is the first talent agency which will specifically work with trans actors. It's no secret that the roles of trans women are repeatedly dished out to cis men, a trend with no validation given the large number of incredible trans actresses in the industry. The founder of Transgender Talent, Anne Thomas, is working to connect the stories with the people who have experienced them by using her major influential voice for trans individuals exclusively. Anne works hard to make sure the roles are positive representations of the trans community and landed Jackson Malarker his role on Modern Family, marking the first appearance of a transgender child actor on television. Finally, some news I find extremely exciting. The personal memoir of trans activist and leader of the punk rock band Against Me, Laura Jane Grace, has just been released to the public. One of my personal heroes, Laura, is self-described as punk rock's most infamous anarchist sellout and bears all in her new autobiography. I've already got my copy, but if you're interested in her riveting tell-all, the book hit shelves as of November 15th. That's all for today from Trans Spotlight. Keep... Tuning in for more on the latest news announcements and tidbits of trans positivity. Thanks to Grace for that trans spotlight. Now we'll turn to Sarah for tonight's LGBTQ Plus News Roundup. Our first headline this evening comes from TheAdvocate.com. The headline reads, Kim Burrell's radio show canceled after anti-gay sermon. Kim Burrell is losing media platforms left and right. 
The gospel singer, who faced a firestorm of controversy for a recent anti-gay sermon, was disinvited from the Ellen DeGeneres show due to her homophobic remarks blasting same-sex love. In a YouTube video that has since gone viral, Burrell is preaching at the Love and Liberty Fellowship Church in Houston, where she quoted is, is quoted Burrell is preaching at the Love and Liberty Fellowship Church in Houston, and is quoted as saying, That perverted homosexual spirit and the spirit of delusion and confusion, it has deceived many men and women. You as a man, you open your mouth and you take a man's penis in your face. You are perverted. You are a woman and will shake your face in another woman's breast. You are perverted. Now Burrell has lost her own talk show as well. Texas Southern University announced this week in a statement that the show Bridging the Gap with Kim Burrell will be canceled. The program, which premiered in June on KTSU, offered, quote, her unique take on music, life, and society, unquote, and segments that were a mix of encouragement and entertainment, according to the college radio station's website. A spokesperson for KTSU did not confirm or deny the cancellation was a response to the homophobic sermon. In addition, a televised talk show on a local CW station, Keep It Moving with Kim Burrell, which debuted in September, is no longer listed in the station's lineup, the Houston Chronicle notes. A spokesperson for the station said they are not sure and can't confirm if the show had indeed been canceled. Burrell had planned to perform a song from Hidden Figures on the Ellen DeGeneres show this Thursday alongside the film's producer, musician Pharrell Williams. Instead, Williams sat down with DeGeneres to discuss how, quote, there is no room for any kind of prejudice in 2017, unquote. Pharrell then goes on to say, Whenever you hear some sort of hate speech and you feel like it doesn't necessarily pertain to you because you may not have anything to do with that, all you got to do is put the word black in the sentence, or put gay in the sentence, or put transgender in that sentence, or put white in that sentence, and all of a sudden it starts to make sense to you. Williams continued, I'm telling you, the world is a beautiful place, but it does not work without empathy and inclusion. God is love. This universe is love, and that's the only way it will function. Our next headline comes from the HuffPost Queer Voices page. Headline reads, Orlando Soccer Stadium honors Pulse victims with rainbow seats. The victims of last year's shooting at the Orlando, Florida gay nightclub Pulse are being honored by the city's soccer stadium in a vibrant way. 49 rainbow-colored seats were unveiled Wednesday at Orlando City Soccer Club's new stadium, with each seat representing one of the lives lost in the tragedy. Phil Rollins, the team's founder, helped reveal the colorful memorial while declaring that it will serve, quote, as a constant reminder of the senseless acts of June 12th, unquote. He continues in saying, We put them in Section 12, obviously because we felt that it was pertinent. It was June 12th last year when the tragedy happened. He said, standing before the purple, green, blue, yellow, orange, and red rose. A stamp on the center of each seat reads, Hashtag Orlando United. So they're right there in Section 12. They're right down by the benches. They'll certainly be seen by everybody inside the stadium and a very significant reminder of that day, he said. The brand new, privately funded stadium, which seats 25,500 people, was only recently completed for the Major League Soccer team. The stadium will host its first soccer match between Orlando and New York City Football Club on March 5th. Our next headline comes out of Frankfort, Kentucky. The headline reads, Bathroom Bill Filed in Kentucky by a Democrat. Two controversial social conservative bills that many top Republican leaders have de-emphasized in recent months were filed in the Kentucky House on Tuesday by a Democrat. Representative Rick Nelson, a Democrat from Middlesbrough, filed the transgender bathroom bill, 
known as House Bill 106, that would require public schools, state universities, state government, and local governments to designate that bathrooms they control, quote, only be used by persons based on their biological sex, unquote. Nelson's House Bill 105 is similar to the past religious freedom bills filed in the legislature. It says that no law, regulation, or court order shall impair the exercise of rights guaranteed by the constitutions of the United States and Kentucky by including a, quote, person's right of conscience, unquote, and freedom of religion. Nelson said, I just want to make sure those bills are out there in case the other side decides not to do them. I support them and think they're pretty good. He said, both bills are nearly identical to ones filed in recent legislative sessions but blocked in the House, which until Tuesday was controlled by Democratic majority. Republican Governor Matt Bevin and the legislature's Republican majority leaders have emphasized since November's elections that the emphasis of the 2017 legislative session would be on bills they contend will create jobs and improve Kentucky's economy. Bevin said at a press conference last month that these so-called bathroom bills are unnecessary because they address a problem that doesn't exist in Kentucky. Chris Hartman, director of the Fairness Campaign, said Wednesday that he's concerned about Nelson's two bills. Together, these bills are North Carolina's House Bill 2, Hartman said, referring to a controversial law that was met with a response that included cancellation of sporting events and business expansions. Hartman said that the Religious Freedom Bill would allow owners of businesses to discriminate by refusing services based on their beliefs. Quote, it would subvert fairness ordinances in the eight Kentucky cities where they exist, unquote. But Martin Cothran, spokesman for the Conservative Family Foundation of Kentucky, said, quote, This has nothing to do with discrimination. It is a targeted bill that focuses on several rights, including religious free exercise for certain kinds of businesses. It affects a religious bookstore owner or the owner of any business where the service being requested would enroll the person providing the service in something that potentially violates their right of conscience, unquote. Hartman said, I find it fascinating that it's someone in the minority party who introduced this, and I hope that the chances they pass are slim. After all, the governor calls the anti-trans bathroom bill silly and unnecessary. But Cothran said, this is the kind of legislation that was discussed in a number of legislative campaigns last year by Republican candidates. We hope that they will be considered. And that's all for this week's LGBTQ plus headlines. And now it's time for our final music break of the evening. From Rolling Stone, Ty Herndon's new album House on Fire confronts silence, sexuality, silence and sexuality. Uh, Ty Herndon knows what it's like to have to, to have to hide. During his run of successful singles like "What Mattered Most" in the mid '90s, the Butler, Alabama, the Butler, Alabama native was contorting himself into what he felt like was he was supposed to be, and it nearly killed him. He knew he was gay, but he'd also been bombarded since childhood with messages that he wasn't ever going to be allowed to express it freely. So he did his best to conceal himself. I had to be really good at it, but in the end, uh, but at the end of the day, I wasn't good at it, he says. I got married twice because I wanted to be in country music and I had to be a certain way to be in that genre. And I wish someone would have just told me back then, you're perfectly great, you're not broken. Herndon addresses that feeling of brokenness on the centerpiece title track of House on Fire, his first release since publicly coming out in late 2014. So for our last music break this evening, here is Ty Herndon, House on Fire.
didn't build this place I didn't get to pick where the trees were planted and the bricks were paved I didn't sink the post or hang a wire around this hell I'm in And there's no escape and nothing safe when you're a prisoner to everything I couldn't run away from my reflection Smoking mirrors in both directions Empty memories on every wall Burn the hurt to the ground, just take it all I poured the gas, I lit the match Didn't grab a damn thing on my way out But I stopped and watched as the flames grew higher To my house on fire Still replay those words Only ten years old And hate is what I heard From that love in church And there's no salvation On the road you're taking And a kid like you Ain't worth saving I couldn't run away from my reflection Smoking mirrors in both directions Empty memories on every wall Burn the hurt to the ground, just take it all I poured the gas, I lit the match Didn't grab a damn thing on my way out But I stopped and watched as the flames grew higher To my house on fire Too fragile to be strong And so Smoking mirrors in both directions Empty memories on every wall Burn the hurt to the ground, just take it all I poured the gas, I lit the match Didn't grab a damn thing on my way out But I stopped and watched as the flames grew You just listened to House on Fire from Ty Herndon here on Blooming Out on WFHB. Now it's time for our weekly LGBTQ area event calendar. Join Spencer Pride and the White River P Flag for their event Safe Place Continuing Education Series. As PRISM Youth Community, Bloomington will present a session on microaggressions from 1 to 2.30, followed by Sky Brown of Mesa presenting a session on transgender inclusion within the community from 2.30 to 4. The event will be held at the Monroe County History Center in Bloomington from 1 to 4 p.m.
It's January, and you know what that means. It is Pride Time here in Bloomington. Kick off the festivities with the IUGLBT Alumni Association's fourth annual Pride Day at the Simon Scott Assembly Hall for the IU women's basketball game against Purdue on January 19th. Meet, meet IU women's basketball coach Terry Moran during a pregame buffet at the Spirit of 76 Club Suite in the south end of Assembly Hall. Following dinner, a brief musical program will be presented by our own woman... We are by our own Women's Pride Chorus. The doors will open at 6.30 p.m. for the buffet, and the program will start at 7 o'clock p.m. Tip-off is 8 o'clock p.m. All participants can join us in the new private seating area for viewing the game. The cost is $20, which does include the meal, door prize, and game ticket, and advanced registrations are required by January 12th. You may register by sending a check payable to the IU Alumni Association for payment along with the number of names of the attendees to Clarence Boone at the IU Alumni Association uh, to 1000 East 17th Street in Bloomington, zip code 47408. Clarence can also be reached at Boone, B-O-O-N-E-C at indiana.edu. All are welcome and you do not need to be a member of the GLBTAA to attend. For questions, please do contact Kim Davis at davis, D-A-V-I-S-K, at indiana.edu. The 2017 Bloomington Pride Film Festival will be held on January 26th through the 28th at the Buskirk Chumley Theater. The Pride Film Festival celebrates LGBTQ plus lives and experiences through short and feature comedy, drama, animated, and documentary films. Topics will range from fledgling same-sex relationships and gender identity to intersectionality and activism. Learn more at bloomingtonpride.org slash film. In conjunction with the Pride Film Festival, the IUGLBT Alumni Association will hold their ninth celebration weekend. The main event is a silent auction that takes place on Saturday, January 28th at Grazie Italiano and it starts at 4.30 p.m. They are grateful for any items that will be willing to be donated for the silent auction, including artwork, jewelry, clothing, collectibles, crafts, tickets to cultural or sporting events, gift certificates, dinners, tours, and especially IU-related items, uh, specifically framed campus scenes if you have any. Of course, memorabilia, sweatshirts, basketball tickets, etc. would also be appreciated. So if you do have an item to donate to the silent auction or you are interested, please contact Clarence Boone once more uh, at the email boone, B-O-O-N-E-C, at indiana.edu, or Mike Schumate at Mike D. Schumat at gmail.com. That's M-I-K-E-D-S-H-U-M-A-T-E at gmail.com. And you can also make reservations through the IU Alumni Association's website. On Tuesday, February 7th, join the PRISM Youth Community at the Unitarian Universalist Church from 6.30 to 8 p.m. for LGBTQ plus representation in the media. Join them as youth from PRISM lead an interactive discussion about LGBTQ plus representation in movies, TV shows, books, etc. The event is open to the public, and you may find more information about this event on Facebook. And that is all the time we have for the program this evening. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you are interested in volunteering here at WFHB or with our show, please contact me, Sarah Hetrick, at volunteer at WFHB.org. Of course, you can also call us at the station at 812-323-1200, tweet us at BloomingOutWFHB, visit our Blooming Out Facebook page, or, of course, find us on Instagram.
The executive producer of Blooming Out is Joe Crawford. The producer is Ryan Shaddy, and our theme music is an original composition produced for the show, Blooming Out, by Aaron Gage. We would like to let our listeners know about a change of programming coming up. Uh, Starting next week, Blooming Out will begin uh, continuously starting at 5.30 p.m. So you can join us from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. here on WFHB beginning next week. For our associate producer and board engineer, Sarah Hetrick, I'm Ryan Shaddy. Please tune in again next Thursday at 5.30 p.m. or visit us online at bloomingout.com. Thank you for joining us on Blooming Out. Be sure to find us online for past episodes, behind-the-scenes exclusives, and more at bloomingout.com. And don't forget to tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. for Blooming Out on WFHB.